0: Hi there, welcome back, yeah, to the Three Star Politics AFU show. I'm on all the the platforms, and I'm a modest producer. Shout out to KAMP Student Radio. By the way, this is an ASMR of barnyard noises. Hey, fuck off. And... uh, i trying to eat my ficus. Anyway, so we're going to go to Mouse Touch and see what other groovy stuff. Um, we just did uh, Trump Attacks America, a new video, and Jack Smith unleashes on Trump with massive new subpoenas. Wait. Subpoenas of fury. <laughs> <laughs> Trump's new press release foreshadows his white worst nightmare. <laughs> Six hours ago.
1: Yes, this is good, but it's way more than words. What you really need to know is that this gives you daily nutrients and supports. Sabina's.
0: So Under penalty, Powena.
1: I'm Ben Marcellus from the Midas Touch Network. Donald Trump has just put out a new press release, which is signaling that he may have gotten the nightmare news that he has
0: been indicted
1: or he is about to be formally indicted and charged. Let me just read for you the statement is completely unhinged and deranged statement that he made on his campaign letterhead nonetheless which seems to have that indication especially based on the timing that we're aware about it seems like the last witnesses were called on Wednesday which could indicate Everybody's that on Thursday subpoenaed. the criminal grand jury in Manhattan would be uh, casting their votes about uh, indicting Donald Trump and so it seems the timing here lines up that this would be, uh, or the news may be delivered very soon. But let me read from you the statement that Donald Trump released. At date dated March 16th, 2023.
2: It was yesterday.
1: Statement from the Trump campaign on the Manhattan DA's uh-huh. witch hunt, he calls uh-huh. it. <laughs> President Donald J. Trump is completely innocent. He did nothing wrong. And even the biggest. Most radical left Democrats are making that clear, from Russia, 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 to the Mueller hoax, to impeachment hoaxes one and two, even the unlawful Mar-a-Lago raid. Democrats have investigated and attacked President Trump since before he was elected, and they failed every time. Now Democrats are at it again, pushing the, quote, nuclear button, and attacking a president because of a disgraced extortionist. This is happening because President Trump is leading in the polls by a large margin against all Democrats and Republicans. And there's never been been anything so blatant in American political history. If the Democrats can do this to President Trump, they can do it to you. I mean when you read this over and over again, it's just like not only is it deranged and unhinged, but it's just like boring. Like you say the same ridiculous stuff all of the time. And again, it's just so shocking to me that Republicans have become a cult that, like, looks up to this person. This is just some horrific stuff. But just as you go through it, he goes, people on the radical left believe that he's innocent. What what in the world is he talking about? And all of the things that he says are hoaxes are not hoaxes. And he's just saying words. Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 Mueller, Mueller, Mueller. Like, who who (laughs) even speaks like this. Then going on uh, he goes, the latest witch hunt is being brought on by George Soros fact, radical left democrat prosecutor Alvin Bragg. Bragg has made political donations to fellow radical democrats like Raphael Warnock. That's who he cites as a radical left democrat Raphael <laughs> Warnock. And now Bragg is making a political donation of a different kind to Joe Biden. Everyone knows it's a sham. In fact, the Department of Justice stocked the DA's office with top people from D.C. to help, quote, get Trump at a local level. Americans will not tolerate radical left Democrats turning our justice system into an injustice system to influence presidential elections, which is all they want to do. Our country is not going to let this happen. This will backfire massively for the Democrat Party. doesn't even call it the right thing. Democratic Democrat Party. And end in disgrace for our nation. That's what a uh, Trump spokesperson, Stephen Chung, said. Uh, you, just, you know, you know, when he says that, when Donald Trump goes, Americans will not tolerate this. What he's just saying right there is to his insurrectionist base, yeah. he's saying, do something exactly. about it. That's yeah. his call to them. He's saying, uh-huh. you do something about it, protect me. You know, when he wants to encourage another insurrection. By the way, One of the
2: impetus,
1: one of them, for the insurrection, of course, was, yes, holding on to power, but he knew that he was going to be held accountable when he left for all of the criminality that he's engaged in throughout his life. So he was fine sacrificing all of these insurrectionists who are now in jail and who are locked up for significant periods of time, not as long as they should be, or going to trial for seditious conspiracy, um, trying to do exactly what he says. And meanwhile, he's avoided justice. That's what he doesn't, he doesn't care about, his base. They're pawns. And he wants to inspire the pawns to act Yet again, and so when you look at it right here, then when you go back to that first paragraph, when he goes, "Democrats are at it again, pushing the quote nuclear button and attacking the president." So when he's saying the nuclear button, um, he's referring to himself being indicted. That is what he believes is the nuclear button. And when you see that, that's one of the phraseology that try to understand and break down how Trump speaks that leads me to believe that he may have at the very least received notification by somebody within the district attorney's office that the indictment is about to happen. Whether that means in twenty four hours or uh Monday or Friday or or um or Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. It, uh, he may now know that it is about to happen and he is now going to be a Freaking criminal out. defendant finally there and just if you look at if you look at his language too you know it it, it is an obvious dog whistle You know when he goes, uh, Alvin Bragg is funded by George Soros, and then they back other fellow radical Republicans and and I mean radical Democrats. And the person who he cites as a radical Democrat, he cites Raphael Warnock. (laughs) Are are, are you are you out of your mind? Then he goes on the conspiracy theory that the DOJ is behind the Manhattan District Attorneys criminal investigation. Folks, this is utterly, utterly absurd. But frankly, the MAGA Republicans have turned the political party into a cult and it is an utter absurdity. What I believe is also utterly absurd is that for far too long, Donald Trump has not been held accountable. And you see the sickness. You see how disgusting and how what a traitor he is. And it, 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 it is this uh, mindset of his, this fascistic mindset of his that, frankly, has scared away people. And it shouldn't. Donald Trump is so weak. He's such a weak little person. Trusty. He's a deranged, weak little person. He is a traitor. He is weak and he is a coward. If you just stand up to that coward, he always backs down. There's so many examples we've talked about here on the Midas Touch Network where you just stand up to him, and because he's a coward, all he has is his words, and he throws ketchup, and he yells, and he makes the (laughs) facial gestures, and he posts, and he puffs, and he puffs, and I'll blow your house down. It is all an op. It is all, it is all, it's an op, okay? He is Tantrum. a scared little coward. So you call him out. You call him out, because when you call him out, he always backs down. What happens yes. when you put him in a Those room kids. with Letitia James, right? I plead the fifth, I plead the fifth, I plead the fifth, I plead the fifth. I don't want to answer your questions, Letitia. I plead the fifth, I plead the fifth. You put him in a deposition in front of E.G. Carroll's lawyers. What does he do? Okay. I mean, the way he answered those questions that he just said, Russia, 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 Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. That's how he <laughs> talks. Folks, this guy's an idiot. This guy's a traitor. This guy's as weak as you get. This guy is Putin's stooge. This guy's going to jail.
0: <laughs> Let's go. <laughs>
1: Let's be strong. Yeah. Let's not let Let's that traitor
0: coward
1: Thank ever, you for
0: doing talk- ever.
1: Anywhere in your power again. Accountability is here. i have Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We're on our way to 1 million subscribers in the month of March. Marching to 1 million subscribers. Just hit the subscribe button. Also, check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Midas Touch. And also, wherever you get your audio podcast, just search Midas Touch Podcast.
2: Yeah, so tell everybody to go thank uh
0: <coughs> How come it says in dating? Because you have it on British English. Diapered <laughs> on.
2: <laughs>
1: and hit subscribe. Subpoenas of fury. Our country is not to do exactly what he says. And meanwhile, he's avoided justice. That's what he doesn't, he doesn't care about his base. They're pawns. And he wants to inspire the pawns to act yet again. And so when you look at it, justice stocked the DA's office with top people from D.C. to help, quote, get Trump at a local level. Americans will not tolerate radical left Democrats turning our justice system into an injustice system to influence presidential elections, which is all they want to do. Our country is not going to let this happen this will backfire massively for the democrat party it doesn't even call it the right thing democratic democrat party
0: tucker got skewers. nice Three days ago doj slams parker carlson federal
1: court filing with three thousand three hundred dollars help you with rent groceries or medical visits americans 64 or older and Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. The Department of Justice is calling Tucker Carlson out for releasing selectively edited footage on the propaganda network known as Fox. The Department of Justice has made a filing in federal court in Washington, D.C. in the ongoing seditious conspiracy case against the terrorist group known as the Travel Boys because what happened was in that case, one of the crowdboys, Dominic Pizzola, filed a motion to dismiss, citing Tucker Carlson's selectively edited video footage, which shows Pozzola near the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley, and Pozzola argues this footage should have been turned over to me. This is exculpatory evidence, and thus there was a Brady violation. Dismiss my case. A Brady violation is when the Department of Justice intentionally suppresses exculpatory evidence that would otherwise show or could tend to show the innocence of a criminal defendant. Well, in this filing by the Department of Justice, they said, absolutely not. The selectively edited footage by Kevin Carlson is not exculpatory. It's just selectively edited footage if you look at the full context of what took place, which, by the way, you have access to Dominic Pozzola, as does all the January 6th insurrectionists who are going to trial, it is inculpatory. In other, ways, in other words, it tends to show that you are more guilty. It's not exculpatory, showing that you are not guilty. It's showing that you are guilty. And so the Department of Justice in this filing is making two points. First... We turned over these records to you. I know that Tucker Carlson's trying to act like this was some bombshell, that he got access to this information, but the January 6th insurrectionists who are on trial get access through a secured server to this information. Their lawyers get access to it. Um, So you've had this video footage. Tucker Carlson didn't break anything. We just had a process through federal courts whereby lawyers could access certain footage so that it wouldn't get into the wrong hands a la tucker carlson's uh, deal with kevin mccarthy and then in any event it is not exculpatory tucker carlson showed the footage of jacob chansley between the hours of 2:56 p.m to 3 p.m but he does not show what took place at 209 p.m to 256 PM. He just doesn't talk about that at all. And during that period, you can see the violence that was engaged in, not just by Jacob Chansley, who, by the way, pled guilty to the conduct that was on tape that Chansley had access to, that Tucker selectively edited out, and Dominic Pozzola, it showed your culpability here too. It shows your guilt. So this is complete and utter nonsense. And the Department of Justice is also, you know, telling the federal judge, look, it's basically a frivolous filing. Like, <laughs> Go through your discovery. Go through the documents we turned over. Go through the video surveillance. But did you have this information and shame on Tucker Carlson for selectively editing this Let me just read for you from the filing so you can see it for yourself what the Department of Justice is saying here. And just so, by the way, this uh, seditious conspiracy case against the Proud Boys has been going on for a long time. There's been a lot of delays. There is a temporary delay right now in that some confidential information may have been inadvertently turned over. So it's just taken a very, very, very long time. But... Um, that case will likely be resuming soon, but if you're wondering, what's going on with that Proud Boy trial? Still taking place, that's the one with Pozzola um, who filed this motion, and a bunch of other uh, terrorist Proud Boys, like Ethan Nordian and Biggs, and others. Um, government's opposition to defendant Pazola's motion for dismissal and or mistrial. This is what the DOJ says. In his filing, defendant Pozzola moves the court to dismiss this case against him, due to recent revelations on the Tucker Carlson show that purportedly proved that Congress overreacted when members of a mob that had overrun officers, broken windows and doors, and was roaming freely throughout the Capitol building began pounding on the door of the House of Representatives. From there, Defendant Pozzola asserts that the case against him must be dismissed because the prosecution has been monitoring attorney-client communications of defendants. Once tethered to the facts and reality, Defendant Pozzola's arguments quickly unravel. First, all the footage of Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman, that aired on Tucker Carlson earlier this week has been produced to these defendants in discovery. Second, there has been overwhelming trial evidence of the dangerous riot at the Capitol, which was brought about through the actions of Dominic Pozzola co-defendants, and others. And so let's just go into the sections that talk about this. A, the government has produced the video shown on Tucker Carlson to these defendants in discovery. According to public reporting, in or around February 2023, the Speaker of the House of Representatives granted television host Tucker Carlson access to a wide range of U.S. Capitol surveillance footage related to the events of January 6, 2021. Beginning on Monday, March 6, Carlson's show began airing portions of the footage. Based on what was shown on television, Kuzola now asserts that one, the government withheld certain footage of rioter Jacob Chansley, who pled guilty in his case, and two, The footage was exculpatory to Pozzola creating a Brady violation. And you know what a Brady violation is now from the beginning of the video, which would mean that the government intentionally suppressed evidence that could show Chansley was innocent. And here the government says both claims are false. The videos were produced in discovery. Pozzola's motion describes, quote, shocking footage of Chansley, quote, walking calmly through the halls of the Capitol. With two police officers who purportedly, quote, escort Chansley and apparently other protesters into the Senate chamber. Pozzola quotes Chansley's former attorney for the proposition for the proposition that the government, quote, withheld this footage from Discovery in Chansley's and Pozzola's case. The footage, this is what the government says, the footage is not shocking, and it was not withheld from Pozzola or Chansley in any material respect for that matter. In other words, they just lie over and over again. The government turned over all of this footage to them in their cases. The government goes on to say on page three, the footage in question, comes from the Capitol video surveillance footage commonly referred to as CCTV, closed-circuit television. The court will be familiar with the numerous CCTV clips that have been introduced as exhibits during this trial. The CCTV footage is core evidence in nearly every January 6th case, and it was produced en masse, labeled by camera number and by time, to all defense counsel in all cases. With the exception of one CCTV Camera, where said where said footage totaled approximately 10 seconds and implicated an evacuation route. All of the footage played on television was disclosed to Defendant Pozzola and Defendant Chansley by September 24, 2021. The final 10 seconds of footage was produced in global discovery to all defense counsel on January 23, 2023. Pazola's Brady claim "Therefore, therefore fails at the threshold because nothing has been suppressed. Look, folks, in other words, you have all these MAGA Republicans. You've got all of these, you know, January 6th insurrectionists saying we never got it. Just a lie. Because they lie about everything. I mean, you're the Department of Justice saying, you have it. You turned it over. It's in a court filing. You have the records. You have all of this stuff already. It's not a Brady violation. The the, uh, Department of Justice goes on to say, while discovery in this case is voluminous, the government has provided defense counsel with the necessary tools to readily identify relevant cameras within the CCTV to determine whether footage was produced or not. Accordingly, the volume of discovery does not excuse defense counsel from making reasonable efforts to ascertain whether an item has been produced before making representations about was it was, what was and what was not produced let alone before filing inaccurate and inflammatory allegations of discovery failures. So in other words, the Department of Justice is calling them out, saying, look, you're making these inflammatory allegations that we did not turn it over. Yeah, it may have been a lot of video footage, but you're a lawyer. Watch the video footage before just citing Tucker Carlson and claiming that you don't have the footage that you have. Then uh, it goes on to say, here's Section 2, where the Department of Justice is like, we don't even need to address this because there's no Brady violation because nothing was suppressed. We turned it over to you. You have it. However, we want to address what Tucker Carlson did for the record. This is what uh, the DOJ says. Pozzola's possession of the video is dispositive of his Brady claim. Nonetheless, the record should be clear that the videos in question are not exculpatory of Pozzola or any other participant in the siege of the Capitol on January 6 2021. In fact, the video of Chansley's movements throughout his time in the Capitol are highly inculpatory of Pozzola, Chansley, and other rioters captured on them, meaning uh. inculpatory, meaning it shows how guilty they are. Pazola's argument seems to be that the snippets of Chansley's movements that were televised by Tucker Carlson established that there was no emergency necessitating the suspension of proceedings. The televised footage lacks the context of what occurred before and after the footage. Chansley entered the building as part of a violent crowd that gained access as a result of Pozzola's destruction of a window, and he traveled with Pozzola during the initial breach. And just as defendant Biggs has recounted in a recorded statement after January 6, 2021, by the time Pozzola forcibly breached the Capitol and Chansley rode his coattails, the mob, through the sheer force of its size and violence of those within it, had wrested control of portions of the Capitol grounds and the Capitol itself from a vastly outnumbered US Capitol police force. Big stated, for example, in part, when you're holding a position like a fork and you're being overrun, if there's three of you or four of you and you're being outnumbered 100 to one, are you gonna sit there and just go, I'm holding the door? No, you're just gonna get your ass beat. That's already gone. If that many people show up to your house, there's nothing you can do about it. Biggs later continued, quote, you're going to stand up, tens of thousands of people storming that. No, that's stupid. You step aside. That puts less chance of anyone getting hurt or anything like that, and you allow it to happen. And then it goes, as a result, for a period that afternoon, those defending the Capitol were in triage mode, trying to deal with the most violent element of those unlawfully present, holding those portions of the Capitol that had not yet been seized by rioters and protecting those members of Congress and staffers who were still trapped in the Capitol. Chansley, piggybacking on Pozzola's violent breach of the Capitol, provides more than enough evidence of his corrupt intent to interfere with Congress that day. But there is much more evidence of his and others' conduct. The televised footage shows Chansley's movement only from approximately 2.56 p.m. to 3 p.m. Prior to that time, Chansley had, amongst other acts, breached a police line at 2.09 p.m. with the mob, entered the Capitol less than one minute behind Pozzola during the initial breach of the building and faced off with members of the U.S. Capitol Police for more than 30 minutes in front of the Senate chamber doors while elected officials, including the Vice President of the United States, were fleeing from the chamber. Chansley then entered the Senate gallery where he proceeded to scream obscenities while other rioters rifled through the desks of U.S. senators on the floor below all these actions were captured by Senate floor and or CCTV cameras. In sum, Chansley was not some passive chaperoned observer of events for the roughly hour that he was unlawfully inside the Capitol. He was part of the initial breach of the building. He confronted law enforcement for roughly 30 minutes just outside the Senate chamber he gained access to the gallery of the Senate along with other members of the mob, obviously precluding any Senate business from occurring, and he gained access and later left the Senate floor only after law enforcement was able to arrive en masse to remove him. It is true that a sole officer who was trying to de-escalate the situation was with Chansley as he made his way to the Senate floor after initially breaching the chamber, as the televised footage reflects. But the televised footage fell to <laughs> show that Chansley subsequently refused to be escorted out by this lone officer and instead left the Capitol only after additional officers arrived and forcibly escorted him out. In any event, Chansley's circumstances do nothing to mitigate Pozzola's criminal exposure. The trial record is replete with video, audio, and testimony proving Pozzola's egregious conduct on January 6th, which included viciously assaulting a Capitol Police officer, forcibly taking an officer's riot shield, threatening other officers, using the shield to shatter a window, and then with Chansley, engaging in a standoff with Capitol Police Inspector, mere steps from the chamber. Zola's Brady argument is baseless. And I want to show you this. The this current leader of the MAGA Republican Party, Marjorie Taylor Greene, this is what she posted on her social media uh, account on Twitter. She wrote Jacob Chansley deserves a retrial. All he did was nonviolently walk through the Capitol wearing a costume while being escorted by Capitol Police. I'm sick of the lies and double standard." I'm sick of the lies, Marjorie Taylor Greene. The American people are sick of the lies and gaslighting by you and the MAGA Republicans. It is beyond disgusting. It is beyond, beyond anything I can even comprehend that this is what the Republican party has become today. Idolizing terrorists like Dominic Pozzola, the QAnon shaman, those are those are your heroes. How low can you go? It is embarrassing. It is go. humiliating. And facts matter. That's why I spent the time chicken, reading bitch? that entire violence so that you just know, these are the facts. This is what takes place in court, not in the disinformation echo chambers of the modern day Republican Party.
2: Disgusting. (laughs) I'm Ben
1: Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Hit subscribe. We are on our way to one million subscribers thanks to your awesome support. Let's march to one million subscribers together. This month, just hit subscribe. It's free to subscribe to the YouTube channel. While you're at it, check us out at Patreon dot com slash midas touch p a t r e o n dot com slash midas touch we've got a lot of great content on our patreon site, but most importantly, it helps grow this independent platform so check us out on patreon.com/ slash midas touch and uh, also wherever you get your audio podcast, just search Midas Touch podcast and subscribe there. Thank you all so much for watching this All right now subscribe to our YouTube channel i'm Ben Myces It's been great hanging out with you. Our blue wall stopped the red wave, and election deniers got denied election. That's why we're celebrating with the new Democracy Prevails Week. We've got lots of work to do, but we should all be proud that when democracy was tested, democracy prevailed. You've earned this. Don't wait. Get yours right now at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.
0: That'd be fun to, like, do a dance video to
1: that. Oh, Special counsel Jack Smith was on fire this week, issuing <laughs> nice. subpoenas to former nice. Vice President Mike Pence and former Donald it Trump's gives. National Security Advisor, Robert I O'Brien. We also learned that Trump's attorney, current attorney, Evan Corcoran testified before the criminal grand jury in Washington, D.C., where Special Counsel Jack Smith is presenting evidence. Remind me what MAGA stands for again. Make attorneys get attorneys. And how about Trump's laptop from hell? We learned this week that back in January, Donald Trump's other lawyer, Jim Trustee, also known as Jim Don't Trust Me, turned over an additional folder with classification markings over to the Department of Justice that was found in Mar-a-Lago. And there was also a laptop belonging to a current Trump aide with classified materials related to that folder that was also uncovered, apparently, by Trump's lawyer, that was turned over to the FBI and the Department of Justice. Look, everything, and I mean everything, the MAGA Republicans accuse Democrats of, which Democrats, by and large, don't do, is exactly the conduct that MAGA Republicans do all of and the time. Getting caught doing... It's all projection. As Yoda would say, the projection is strong. Obi-Wan. And the projection was on full display in these ridiculous MAGA-led House of Representatives hearings. This is what they wanted to do with with the control of the House of Representatives. The MAGA Republicans held an Oversight Committee hearing, it shouldn't be called that, that's what the committee's called, uh, with former Twitter executives. What the MAGA Republicans wanted to do is yell at them for blocking MAGA Republicans because the MAGA Republicans spread COVID disinformation and promoted Putin conspiracy theories and hate. And then the MAGA Republicans also held a hearing in the so-called subcommittee on the Department of Justice and FBI weaponization. That's what the MAGA Republicans called it. But the MAGA Republicans got destroyed at these hearings. Then the Democrats exposed that the MAGA Republicans and Trump Engaged in everything that they were accusing President Biden and Democrats of. And I love this. I love that Democrats are just punching back with the truth. I haven't really seen the Democrats this aggressive before, and I like what I am seeing. And you know what it is, Popok? Here's my theory i think republicans have enjoyed smelling their own fascist farts on (laughs) fox so much that they forgot that they smell like traitorous filth and that they are also not the sharpest tools in the shed and democrats have some really smart people and in this format where it's not quick cuts and it's not sound bites you could really expose these MAGA Republicans in that format, like the Democrats basically hijacked these committees to prove what a traitor Donald Trump was. Also, the Midas Touch Network's very own Michael Cohen met with the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg this week as things heat up there. And Alvin Bragg's criminal investigation of Donald Trump and Cohen Broke it with an exclusive here on the Midas Touch that he would be sitting with Alvin Bragg. And then Cohen also gave us the exclusive. He's going to be going back very soon for a 16th meeting. That bodes well that an indictment is coming soon. That's why you have these increased frequency of uh, of meetings. Finally... Dominion's $1.6 billion lawsuit against Fox is set to go to trial in April. And at a status conference this week, Dominion called out Fox for failing to produce evidence, or should we say perhaps spoliating or destroying evidence. And Dominion wants to keep that April trial date. Okay, so indictment watch, Jack Smith... Alvin Bragg, Bonnie Willis, who will indict first? On trial watch, we've got Dominion versus Fox in April, E. Jean Carroll versus Trump in April, the Proud Boy seditious conspiracy trial taking place right now. And I guess because I'm given a lot of references to smells in uh, that opening, <laughs> it smells like justice is, uh, is here. I like that. I like that
3: sense, at least. Popot. Oh, how are you sir doing great let me add on to your trial calendar october 2nd manhattan supreme court civil fraud trial 250 million dollars against trump and 16 other defendants Hi. yeah lots of talking somewhere between the April trials that we talked about Fox News and Eugene Carroll the October right there, trial against Trump and everybody else We're oh, going to have I indictments
0: mine, I know people get
3: frustrated Close by when we don't want to watch television. until you actually yeah. have the indictments but that's not what this show is all about. This show is about real-time analysis popcorn, and right. updates about events that are important for people to know at the intersection of law and politics and we got a great show today. Oh, and
1: sure, popok you're true. changing up the glasses now every show? you Are going to do yeah. a different glass? Every card. other show. <laughs> I, I, I like it. It's the exciting. Midas Mighty likes Yay. it. The Legal AFers it's like Chinese it. Now, isn't. my intro was a little bit long. People want to hear from Popak. Popak, tell us why this was such a monumental loop in Special Counsel Jack Smith's uh criminal investigation with the subpoenas that were out to uh, Pence to O'Brien Evan Corcoran would love to hear your take here.
3: Yeah you have a former vice president of the United States has been subpoenaed criminally to appear before a grand jury. Let's just let's just we've, we we kind of have gotten a little fatigued, not here at Legal AF in our audience, but in general with with things and we forget how momentous, how historic they are and that this vice president, and it's not the result of a surprise, I don't want people reading headlines, this is why they come here, I think, to take away from it like Pence woke it up in the middle of the night, handed a subpoena for the grand jury. It is the result of months of negotiations that have been reported between Pence's people, his lawyers, and the Department of Justice about getting him in. We can't tell yet whether he's being dragged in or, as some suspect, um, Pence wants the subpoena to give him cover to be able to tell the grand jury what he believes. Now, look, Pence may not have um, been willing and didn't testify before the Jan 6 committee, um, but he has uh, not been quiet or silent about the pressure that was put on him during uh, January 6th to certify the election, and his view, based on his own analysis, but really, you know, he brought in Michael Ludig, the, uh, the the right-wing uh, neocon Republican uh, judge, uh, former judge who gave him the analysis that he, his role was merely ceremonial. On Jan 6, and that the founding fathers would never have put into the hands of one person in a delicately balanced checks and balance system the power to overthrow the country or to not recognize the will of the people, and so he wrote about that. Uh, uh, Pence wrote about that in that memoir that I didn't read this 500 page um, uh, opus that he wrote. Uh, a few months ago Um, and you know he's so he's been public so he's not he shouldn't be surprised i don't believe this is about mar-a-lago i think it's clear that pence is being brought in whether dragged in or not to testify about the pressure that was put on him the hang mike pence pressure including by the president then president united states donald trump directly because he even writes in his memoir, Pence does, and says, uh, I know I disappointed a dear friend, of Donald Trump. When I did. What? Disappoint? That's, that's what uh, stopping an insurrection has become, disappointment. But, you know, one of the facts that came out of Jan 6, even though it didn't come out of the mouths of Mike Pence, but from others around him, if you remember, Ben, we talked about this at the time, he refused to get in the car of a Secret Service agent to be whisked away from the capital, which of course would have delayed the peaceful transfer of power, and he refused to do that. And we gave him a little bit of credit thinking at the time he knew there was a coup of foot, and that he refused to participate in it. Now he's gonna have to stand and deliver in front of a grand jury sworn under oath to tell the truth, and uh, under the, the, the uh, careful but um, a sharp, a uh, cross-examination, if you will, of prosecutors working under Jack Smith. So that, Pence kind of took all the headlines, but the other people that you mentioned are equally as important for the different grand juries that are going on simultaneously. Robert O'Brien is interesting, because Robert O'Brien um, had been um, National Security Council advisor number four. He was the fourth and last one. He's been very public about Mike Pence doing the honorable thing, He's public that he, he almost resigned on John 6 because of what he observed happened at the Capitol, but did not. He also, he's also one of the only officials in the Trump administration who, who did two things. Announced out loud when it wasn't popular to do this that Joe Biden had won the presidency. So he acknowledged from within the Trump inner sanctum that Biden had won when Trump was refusing to acknowledge that and said he would participate in the peaceful transfer. Uh, on the National Security Council side to all the uh, counterparts with the Biden administration, and and which, of course, got him on the wrong side of Donald Trump because they didn't want to transition to anyone or anything. So O'Brien is interesting because he tries to act like he's a patriot. And I think that's going to play against him. And that's what Jack Smith's people are hoping for, is that he drops the executive privilege assertion. And that's going to be another fight they're going to have to have because he has put up the executive privilege before. His testimony is going to be about the, I think, and I think it's obvious, about the classified documents at Mar-a-Lago and at other places, and what happened to them from White House to Mar-a-Lago. Because if the National Security Council senior advisor doesn't know, that that shows there's another big problem. If he was cut out of the loop in that transfer, we're going to talk in the next segment about. This, this new discovery in January of a laptop belonging to a, an aide of Donald Trump that now works at Save America PAC that downloaded all this classified information. For what purpose? To disseminate it? To transmit it to third parties? We'll get to that in a minute. But if, if either Robert O'Brien knows about this or he doesn't know about it, and that fact alone is damning to Donald Trump that he cut out his own National Security Council advisor. The other people that Jack Smith is talking to, or his people are talking to, not yet subpoenaing, but it's coming, are people like Chad Wolf, who was the acting Homeland Security uh, Secretary, acting because they couldn't get all any of these people properly confirmed in time. Um, and he he's going to have to know, I would imagine, about the... Um, about the documents at Mar-a-Lago and the like, uh, his deputy uh, Mr. Cuccinelli Ken Cuccinelli already testified, and then you 've got the the cherry on the top you 've got another lawyer, as you said, making a lawyer making lawyers get uh, you know making attorneys get attorneys. Evan Corcoran, who has been a stalwart. Um, spear, you know, tip of the spear for Donald Trump in court proceedings. But, you know, this is what happened. You lay down with a dog, you, you wake up with fleas. He and Christina Bob, now who has her own criminal defense lawyer, certified that the whole process from the original demand by the National Archive that was rebuffed until there was a turnover of 15 boxes and 200 pages of classified documents. People forget that. That was the first wave. The Mar-a-Lago was the second wave. But who was who was involved? Evan Corcoran. Who helped negotiate? Evan Corcoran. Who helped certify that this small batch of documents in a file folder about this big represented all of the documents that were classified through, through Christina Bob? Evan Corcoran. And then the Mar- the execution of the Mar-a-Lago search warrant. So Evan Corcoran has a lot of talking to do now. I'm sure he'll try to put up some sort of attorney-client privilege. I'm sure uh, Judge Chief Judge Beryl Howell in in D.C. is going to have to pick through all these privilege issues to get them to testify. But if you're Donald Trump, I don't even know how the guy sleeps at night. But like you now, your lawyer, one of your head lawyers, is is testifying against you at the grand jury. <laughs> so. Um, Those are the major developments in terms of um, who's in, who's going in. Now, some of these happened earlier, but we're just learning about them now, so we're bringing it to the Legal AF audience.
1: Here was Trump's response uh, last night after all of that was announced, after it was announced that Corcoran had uh, testified before the grand jury, after the Penn subpoena, after the O'Brien subpoena, Trump writes, Will Trump hating prosecutor Jack Smith be investigating the fact that they spied on my campaign even as I was in the Oval Office? They stuffed the ballot boxes per 2,000 mules, right? That's like literally just citing Vladimir Putin at this point, per 2,000 mules used COVID to cheat, that the FBI pushed Twitter and Facebook around, caused massive voter disruption and so much more. That's really what he should be looking at, not asking a very decent Mike Pence why he didn't send the votes back to state legislatures for scrutinization, which he could have done. Get the rigors, he writes, with an exclamation point, And basically doubles down on the conspiracy theories, then doubles down on the illegality of throwing it to the state legislatures and not going through the electoral count process, not going through the constitutional process. You mentioned, Bopak attorney-client privilege. There are, of course, exceptions to the attorney-client privilege. Number one, if it's not a confidential communication between an attorney and their client, that's not a privileged communication. So with Corcoran, Corcoran had a lot of interactions with the department of justice with the fbi with the national archives on behalf of donald trump but he was the point person having those communications so all of the communications that he had with the fbi with the doj where we know that he was basically falsely saying that the documents had all been returned they could question him on all of that why were you saying that why were you lying um the fact that they put forward a declaration through Christina Bob saying a diligent search was conducted and that here are all of the records back in June of 2022, which we know was false. I'm sure he was asked questions, well, tell us every one of the steps you took in that diligent search. And if the answer was Donald Trump just told me, which I'm sure the answer is, or if it, it, it could not have been a diligent search because we know that on August 8th when the search warrant was executed, they found all of the records readily available right there. All these classified records, thousands so, upon thousands of government records and over 100 additional classified records in addition to be, the over 200 records, classified it. records that were turned over back in January of 2022 and then the, you know, 20 or so classified records that were turned over in that Redwell folder by Christina Bob. You know, we had previously talked about here on Legal AF how Christina Bob had met twice with the department of justice, obviously before Corcoran, uh, testified, testified before the grand jury and Christina Bob in her meetings, um, One of the things that she talked about was how she wanted to add language uh, to her attestation saying that a diligent search was based on what was told to me. Because what she essentially admitted, based on all the reporting that we have, is that she never conducted a search at all. She was simply told by Corcoran that a diligent search of was course. done, again, which we know to be completely false. Um, now, going back to the subpoena <laughs> to former Vice President that Pence, was the plan. one of the things we've talked she about here by. on Legal AF is while it's been incredibly frustrating, the pace at which Merrick Garland's investigation was taking place, one of the reasons for that frustrating pace, though, is because as a former President of the United States, Donald Trump is cloaked, at least, with a tw- Toolkit that mostly everybody other than the president doesn't have. And specifically, he can use the toolkit to try to delay and obstruct, in addition to the billionaire toolkit that's used by billionaires with powerful law firms to delay and obstruct so you layer those two things on top of each other and unfortunately within our legal system there is a lot of ability to delay and specifically a former president can assert the executive privilege even if they're asserting it falsely and then the issue has to be litigated like the attorney-client privilege right which involves confidential communications between an attorney and a client. In theory, an executive privilege are these
2: confidential
1: communications that are being made with and about and to the executive branch, specifically to the president of the United States, and it's supposed to protect the deliberative process of the executive branch as it's being made. And look, there's a whole line of cases that would say that a former president can assert the executive privilege over the current executive branch regardless where there is a compelling need by the Department of Justice for specific information. They could override the executive privilege by showing, uh, by making that showing of, of a need for their criminal investigation. And in the brick by brick build that the Department of Justice was doing first under Merrick Garland now under Jack Smith. They were able to secure the testimony and get around executive privilege based on critical rulings by the federal judge who oversees the grand juries, uh, federal judge Beryl Howell. And so previous testimony before the grand jury was testimony by Mark Short, former VP Pence's former chief of staff, Greg Jacob former V.P. Pence's former general counsel, they legally had to assert executive privilege because Donald Trump had made the assertion when they testified first then they were called back after they testified over the summer and Judge Beryl Howell made the ruling they had to testify in their communications with Donald Trump and executive privilege didn't apply, so they gave that testimony. It was the same thing with the top White House, former top White House lawyers, Pat Cipollone and Patrick Feldman, who is Cipollone's top deputy. They had to assert executive privilege. The federal judge overruled the executive privilege assertion by Donald Trump. They came back and they had to testify a second time. Had Merrick Garland not taken those steps and won those battles, we're in a very different position right now. You likely couldn't even climb the ladder legally to get the testimony of Pence to show that Pence has unique sets of information that is then critical to then overcome Donald Trump's executive privilege claim. Because as soon as it was announced that Pence was being subpoenaed, what did Donald Trump do? said that he's gonna try to block it by claiming executive privilege and claiming any other privilege in the former president toolkit, which he's absolutely abusing and viewing it maliciously. But because the Department of Justice has executed this so diligently, there's really no way right now that Pence is gonna be able to wiggle out of it. And Popak, to your point where you mentioned these negotiations. It's all about leverage in the negotiation of you're going to testify, because why is it a negotiation at all? In the normal course, Pence would say, look, I am what's called an apex employee, I'm the vice president of the United States, I shouldn't have to testify unless you can prove, one, that you can get around certain privileges, and two, that I possess unique knowledge, and if you just went right there and rushed it, you wouldn't get the testimony. So they've had to build and build and build and build. You did a great job, Popak, mentioning all of the other people who have either been interviewed or who have gone before the grand jury. One other person who I'll mention now as well is Tom Fitton uh, went before the grand jury. He runs judicial watch. He's the guy who wears the tight shirts. He's kind of a wannabe lawyer, um, but he gives Donald Trump advice. Um, and specifically, he gave Donald Trump advice about the documents that you could steal these records based on things that are not legal at, at all, um, and then Fitton also wrote the script for Donald Trump to declare victory, even though regardless of, of Trump losing the election, and Trump followed that playbook. So a lot of activity going on, but this is a diligent effort. That's why it's important that this isn't a soundbite show that we do on Legal AF. It's explaining to you brick by brick by brick what is going on, and to that point, Popak, brick by brick by brick, you know, we, you know, again, everything's projection, right? So these MAGA Republicans, laptop from hell, laptop from hell, and now we are also learning that early in January, another lawyer for Trump, Jim Trusty, aka Jim Don't Trust Me, um, basically uh, gave uh contacted the fbi said there was another classified folder found at mar-a-lago with those classified markings that are empty where like no one knows like where's the content but then this is what was interesting in the report that there was this information about
3: a laptop so what was the information in the laptop and why is this significant yeah, it's more than interesting. It is potentially devastating because, and I love your projection thing. I'm not sure I ever saw that Star Wars episode that you were recanting, <laughs> re- recapping, but I, I got the point. Point is, he who, who he who lives by the laptop dies by the laptop. You make so much much ado about nothing. About let me remind people: Hunter Biden was not elected president. Hunter Biden was not elected to anything. He's a private citizen. You know, he, he may not be the uh the, the white sheep of the Biden family, but who cares? I didn't I didn't vote for Hunter Biden and whatever he's done in his life since you know he was a child forward is really of no concern of mine when I'm trying to decide which party I'm gonna be a member of and which president I'm gonna vote for. But they spent a, a an, an amazing amount of of resources even through to today with the Congressional Oversight Committees and Judiciary Committees we're going to talk about in a bit, going after Hunter Biden in the, in the laptop that looks like he left at a repair at a, at a repair shop near his home. But I'll tell you what he didn't do. He didn't have classified United States intelligence documents loaded onto an unsecure laptop in the hands of one of his aides, this is Donald Trump, who now works for Save America PAC and had it on a thumb drive and on a laptop which begs a couple of questions one why was donald trump having one of his people download cl- and upload classified information scan them in because you know they were there were once hard, hard copies right the the national security council and the briefing books don't come in digital format they're like books they're documents that's why we keep seeing folders and boxes he digitized them had an aid put them on a laptop and a thumb drive and store them okay that's if they stored them and didn't disseminate them where for what purpose were they loaded onto a laptop who had access to the laptop and what happened to the documents when you look at the what we call the metadata the META data, which shows a document's origination, providence changes, how it's transmitted, keystrokes and all of that. Where did it go? And what was Donald Trump going to do with it in digital format? So, yes, they got around to finally Let turning Russia it over. But the, the aide must have crafted his
2: Palace pants
3: when he realized that he had, I mean, he's probably realized it for a he long time, that he had all this Russia. classified data on his laptop. And separately, just to remind everyone, which we like to do, the Save America PAC is in the crosshairs itself of another grand jury led by Jack Smith looking at the $100 million grift of Donald Trump raising since November 2020 to today through Save America Pact and the big lie, $100 million. And that's where this, this aid currently sits so oh what a tangled web we weave save america pack laptops classified documents for what purpose being loaded onto a laptop this is now a whole new line of inquiry for the department of justice not just about hey thank you for the laptop appreciate you here's your receipt it's what the f why how who where did it go what was his purpose? And now they're going to have to bring people back in to the grand jury to answer these questions, including this aide. This aide better get his own lawyer. I'm sure he has it already. Preferably not one paid for by Donald Trump. And he's going to have to sit and give testimony eventually after being interviewed by the Department of Justice about the, the who, what, where and how related to the laptop in- incident. So you have two, two things that have been reported in December, we didn't know it till this week, more Mar-a-Lago papers, classified documents, not located in the original locations that we've all heard about. Not the pool, equipment, lock, door room, not this room, a whole nother place in Mar-a-Lago, the lawyers found more classified documents. That's in Mm -hmm. December. And in January, they stumbled upon the laptop. And so this is the gift that keeps on giving. And for those that got distracted for a week or two because oh joe biden had a couple of pages also oh look pence has them too and let's stay focused criminal investigation criminal indictment it's not about having the cookie jars it's about whether your hands are caught in the cookie jars and that's what we're still finding with donald trump so i think i think now the focus bed is back on because there's a lot of like hand-wringing especially among democrats even among some of our co anchors about oh there goes the mar-a-lago prosecution by jack smith because you know trump uh you know biden had his own batch it's completely and utterly different and things like uh, tra- you know downloaded, scanned in classified documents into an unsecured laptop held by a aid works for the pack that 's going to give